Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hello, hello, here we go, it's the Combine Podcast. What is happening, everyone? Welcome back to the Cop Eye Podcast. It's Mick and Christian once again for our sins. We're back again to discuss another Liverpool defeat to Brighton, uh, the old kryptonite Brighton. Um, yeah, how are you doing, lad? Uh, I'm having a cold, and I think that it's probably Liverpool that gave me that cold, to be honest. So that's the that's Liverpool for you at the moment. Uh, you start feeling really rough when they play so yeah i just laid down and had a fever <laughs> yeah. but I'm, I'm feeling better today though so that's fine no it's liverpool it's liverpool just being absolute shite uh i don't even know where to st- i mean we might as well start with like the lineup because we i think we pretty much predicted it as much as like it was probably easy to predict but Harvey Elliott started on um, on the left again. Gakpo went through the middle and Salad on the right. We, we kind of predicted, I think we said Nunes through the middle, Gakpo left, Salah right, didn't we? To try and make it maybe a bit more powerful, a bit more speed in behind. But, I mean, yeah. Was you, was you happy with the line? I mean, I, I was happy with the lineup, keeping Nunes on the bench, if that's what, because obviously he's came back from injury and stuff. But I think that Elliott on the left... As much as he did do well and he had a couple of chances, scored a good, very good goal. I still feel like it's a bit, he's, a, it's a bit awkward when he's out there. I feel like, yeah, I I agree. I was happy with the lineup. I didn't have any, you know, problems with that because, like we said, we we probably would have liked to see uh, Nunez start. But I understand the decision, you know, coming back from an injury to start on the bench and then come on later on in the game. So that's fine, uh, in my opinion. But I agree with uh, Elliot's shout from you there that even though he scored a nice goal, uh, to the left, I don't see that he finds his proper game, if you like. that you know he's, He was not bad, but I just think, like you said, it's a little bit odd him playing on the left. I think he's much more better and suitable to the right and even to the right in a mid-three, uh, if that's the case. So... But, you know, scoring a goal always obviously covers that kind of stuff as well. Like, you know, everyone would say, yeah, well, he scored a goal and played well. Yeah, he did. But uh, I just I just find it that the rhythm on the left-hand side don't really click when he plays there because he's not used to it. It's, you know, um, it's not the quickest as well. So I think we, you know, lose a little bit of pace and that's what we need up front as well. So, but f- apart from that, you know, seeing that lineup with Stefan Bicet still, um, getting to start, I was happy, and I thought, you know, yeah, let's go and you know 
like we said, do another better performance than we did last time. Yeah, <laughs> and obviously it didn't. It didn't happen in the end with the with the result and stuff. But I just felt like just generally going into it, like you can see this team is clearly lacking confidence, um, energy. I mean, all of the words that we keep associating with Liverpool, and like we see bits of it in games where there's there's the right energy. And I think on the comms yesterday it was Clive Tildesley and um, Ali McCoist. So you can't get a better duo, and they kind of. They don't just say like all the negative stuff as well. Like they say, oh, they're still missing. Like Clive Tilsley mentioned, we're still missing Jota. We're still missing players. Like that's obviously going to affect it. And he was like saying the midfield looks a lot better in terms of when we don't have the ball. I think we did look better, uh, the midfield three. And I think that's, we can say like Pachetta, Thiago and Cater definitely put in a shift in terms of what we're trying to achieve in the middle of the pitch. But I just think, feel like it's like it's the link-up play as well in the middle. That's just not there at the moment. I thought Thiago, what it was in his best game again. I feel like there's, there's just times where, I mean, as good as his passing is, it's like he, he tries to play it into spaces where if we're really in form and everyone's on the same page, it works because everyone's got that energy and it's like people can get it. But there's a couple of times where he just put us in danger by playing those passes that usually we want him to play because we want him to break lines. We want him to make stuff happen. And the passes that someone like that plays, I mean, you're not always going to get it right. But it's one of those, if, you, if you're not getting them right and you're not in the great vein of form, you're not in great confidence, you're just bringing more and more pressure onto the to the back four, and it was a couple of occasions of that. But I thought Pachetta was good. Cater, I mean, as good as as good as he can be, I suppose. But like, it was the fullbacks that I mean, I mentioned like the um, I think it was Ali McCoy's mentioned on comms, like the fullbacks not being as far forward. And I think that's obviously a ploy, isn't it? Because we can't go gung ho. I think there's a moment where we, I think it might, I don't know if it was Thiago or Pachetta just played a bad ball, and and you, you saw Robbo, and Robbo was like sixty yards away, trying to make trying to get into the opposite half of the field to make something happen, but. We're kind of caught between two styles because Robbo and Trent want to get forward as much as they can. They're obviously getting told not to do it as much or they're not get going as high. I'd love to see the average positions. That's something I'll try and find and see how comparatively what it looks like. But I just feel like the synergies, synergies all off, isn't it? I think it knows in the in the very key areas that we needed to be perfect, really. Yeah, and Thiago, like you mentioned as well, he didn't have his best game. I thought he had, you know, a lot of passes that was just like missed, you know, missed missed passes. Like he tried to play clever and, you know, um, make something happen because he's the creative midfield, midfielder, if you like. But I thought he just misjudged his passes quite a lot. And, you know, that also... Uh, makes the rhythm of a game just go out a window because it just keeps on. You know, you lose the ball all the time and give it away to the opposition. And you never really get the feeling that you control the game. But I think we still, I think we still did. You know, better. Like even what Klopp's, Klopp said after the game that you know we saw pieces that were better. Like not much, but we still saw a little bit of, of a better performance overall. Uh, wasn't enough and I don't say that we should just you know cling on to all these little positive things because in the end of the day we still lost and went out the cup where we really had a good chance to proceed and actually um, by obviously taking the lead I think we should have done much better in terms of what we saw Uh, but we we did lose the game in the end in um, for different reasons in my opinion but um, 
you know, uh, I think that, like you said as well, um, link up play and rhythm of the game is still something that we are missing and we don't really know how to find it at the moment, to be honest. But there were some positives as well. So we need to we need to take them with us, even though we shouldn't just look at them as the only thing. We need to do so much better. But you always have to look at the bright side sometimes and just actually see that things can actually start to become better, even if it might take a little bit longer time than we than we thought. Yeah, I feel like I mean we I feel like me and you are like we've like broken records like the last like seven or eight pods because we're like trying to take the positives and you're trying to think right the next game's gonna be the one but ultimately the same <laughs> same shit keeps wearing its ugly head and it's hard to it's hard to be I can see why like I've stayed off Twitter and stuff because it's like it's I understand it's hard to be positive when you can see the deficiencies and what we need and um I mean Klopp said after the game like we're not gonna be signing anyone else whether that's like whether he's saying that because Whatever he's got in the pipeline potentially is very unlikely. Um, I don't, I don't know. Maybe he's just just saying that just in case. I'm not. I'm not sure. But I mean, yeah, it's, it's difficult. Like I said, getting the goal thirty minutes, and then you're right, right, good. Build on that. Try and keep another clean sheet, and then I mean. I, I tweeted like that's like show me a goal that epitomizes that Liverpool season so far and it was and it was the dunk one where it just comes out. Trent probably should do better with the header, like it's he clears it and he kind of it's kind of one of those. He tries to get his head on it, he does, it goes into the path of Lamptey and it's just pure luck, isn't it? Like he hits it as hard as he can, comes off dunk and he's on side, it's all sound, it goes in and you're like, oh, for fuck's sake. And then you kind of like right before half time, you 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 were waiting. For, we were waiting for the goal to go in eventually, uh, and then obviously they got to the second one later on. But I was just looking at the stats, like just quickly, like first half we have we have two shots on target. They have three. If you look at the second half, we had zero shots on target and one off target. And especially, I mean, going into half time, we knew we needed to try and get another goal to win the game and the fact that we only have one shot and it's off target I mean it's 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 pretty boring and when you look back at the Chelsea game like like the way we didn't really create anything and we were actually creating some things in this game which was a definitely a positive and I think I think just on positives I think Gakpo was a positive for me I know like there's parts of his game where you like he picks it up and you're like you need to turn here and do that be stronger and he'd, he'd kind of get tackled but there was definitely some good moments where he picked her up. Um, there was one on the right hand side, and he kind of cut inside and ran in, in field. Another one where he's right in the middle of the pitch, and he goes past Dunk, and Dunk gets the yellow card off the back of it by pulling him back. So he's trying to learn, and I think it's difficult when you're front three. You've only got one of them. You've like Elliot or Gakpo in the current. If everyone was fit in the current climate, Elliot and Gakpo would be nowhere near starting in that front three, in my opinion. It would be, I mean, would be either one of Jota Diaz or um, Firmino or Nunes to, to fill up those other two spaces. Gakpo has only just came in, a lot of pressure on him because of the fee and stuff. Thought he's done well and Elliot out of position and trying to just keep Salah in his position that he, he likes to be in. But Salah's a bit starved of, I mean, he's not been good by any stretch, but I think he's starved of support as well, especially with Trent being 60 yards away rather than 30 uh, and not having Henderson on the field as well, or Henderson in good form. So, I mean, just them positives, Gakpo. I thought Gakpo was good. What were your thoughts on him? 
Yeah, I, I thought he had some moments in the game where I think it was good as well. Uh, I, I totally agree with what you say. Like, it gets a little bit of stick on, like, for example, Twitter and that because he hasn't been great, great. But we can't forget that he's still new. He only played a few games. Uh, he's, you know, totally new to a new team and everything. So, in ter- and also he plays in a team that is not functioning at the moment. Like, it, nothing really works and has been in a really bad form. It's not easy to come in young player from the Dutch league and try to just actually change everything by himself. That's nearly impossible if you, you know, Lionel Messi or whatever, you know what I mean? Um, So, you know, I don't lay any pressure on him to, you know, come and be like the Messiah for us or anything and just change everything. But I thought there were some moments in the game where, like you said, he actually did really good. Like the situation when he just turned and passed Dunk and got the when he got the yellow card, you could see that he got that in his locker to actually be quite strong in his body, turn quickly and then got the pace on. I saw someone on Twitter as well saying like there was he's got no pace, you know he can't uh, outrun his uh, defenders or whatever. But I think he can. It's just also you know um, something that will come with um, the team form and even his own form when, you know, he becomes a little bit better. So I think he's got that without any doubts, but it's just something that when it doesn't work, it doesn't work, but you could see, you know, the moments that he actually can do quite a bit. And I think that he did some good link up plays as well. So he will get there, just need time. And like you said, if it wasn't for the injuries, he would be on the bench and have a little bit more, like maybe 10, 15, 20 minutes every here and there, like he wouldn't be starting. He would have more time to just settle and take it easy because we would have had, the likes of Diaz and Jota, Nunez, Salah, Firmino, you know, playing instead, especially like Diaz and Jota would be a great uh, boost when they are back. So that's that's one thing of it. But I thought it was good. Um, and I thought the midfield with Bicetic and Keita and Thiago was good as well, especially first half, obviously. But like you said, in the second half, we kind of lost the way we played in the first half like we were we were we were all right in the first half I didn't I, I was not worried in the same way as I was when we played them away last time when you could just feel that you know we gave them everything and they scored three um and we were really shit so I thought like yeah but that's fine we we're actually quite good uh not you know being that bad this there might be something to take from this and then obviously we scored the first goal and you you mentioned the, their goal. It's just something that goes against Liverpool, you know, at the moment. Like, we can't score them kind of goals. If we just had, a, you know, a, a shot from outside and it was deflected on a defender and went in, that would be like, come on, but it doesn't happen for us. But we get them, you know, against ourselves. So that's just the way it is. It's just one of them goals to be like, oh, you know, you're just like, oh, it's oh. because it's going wide. If it doesn't, you know, uh, has a deflection on dunk, then it goes wide because it was on the way out. And it looks like Alisson, he was obviously diving to that side. And I think that would go outside there. Uh, the goal frame anyway and just be a, a goal kick but it, you know the deflection is 1-1 but still I thought like okay let's go out and keep on performing the same in the second half and we might be alright but that was not the case it was you know totally the opposite in my opinion Yeah and it's trying to focus on positives I thought Canate was very good very very good he is he is an absolute he's just a tank he really is like he was up against covering over for Trent Matoma Obviously, how quick he is, and he is very, very good. Brighton got an absolute steal for 2.5 million, but Canate pushed him out the way up against Ferguson, who's in good form. It looks very good. Man handled him, um, but we just need we need more of that. If we could have 11 Ibus, we'd be absolutely sound at the minute because he would he would just cause carnage everywhere, and he's just so strong and quick and good in the, good in the tackle and stuff. Um, but yeah, I, I think what 
I mean, generally what people were thinking is, so like I mentioned, like we didn't have a shot on, on goal in the second half, but from the subs, what were your thoughts on the subs? Because there's a lot of criticism getting thrown Klopp's way, like in terms of like in-game management. And I tend to agree, to be fair, like because sometimes you're wondering what the what the plan is. Like he brought, so he brings on Nunes for Elliot. Uh, Nunes, it's obviously a straight swap because Elliot's already out there. So Nunes goes left wing to retain Gakpo up front. Whereas, like, probably should argue, like, Gakpo should go into the left and put Nunes up top because you can see it's a little bit awkward at the minute with, with them two. And they're trying, I think, they're switching as well now and again, but it's not completely there as you could expect because obviously they're both new players. They're getting used to each other, so they don't exactly know what the other's going to do. Um, Cater comes off for Henderson and Trent comes off for Milner. Trent weren't particularly happy with that, you could, as you could see, rightly so. I, I'd argue because, I mean, as much as Matoma was ripping Trent in terms of pace and stuff, but he was at least Trent was trying to get on the ball and like, as I mean, I suppose he's got enough pace to to maybe put him off a little bit more than Milner would. But I think, I mean, bringing on Milner, who's we can't say not good enough good things about James Milner, but like bringing Milner on, thirty-seven years old, and Matoma's just stood there like how oh, sound. Bring bring me on a slower player to absolutely rinse. Um, yeah, I, I think maybe not the right um, subs, but I mean you can look back at in hindsight, it's a wonderful thing, isn't it? But what were you, what were your thoughts on them? And obviously, Curtis Jones comes on for Thiago, and then Fabinho comes on for Bacchetta the last five minutes as well. Yeah, I'll, to be honest, I, I didn't, I didn't think that Henderson and Milner was doing that bad. I don't, I don't think they were actually the problem. Uh, I thought Henderson was quite all right. Like if you know, in, you know, compared to what we've seen before, uh, I thought he was a little bit better. Um, you can tell that he, you know, wants to get into form and prove himself and all that. So I, I, I didn't think he was that bad. And I didn't think James Miller was doing that bad either, to be honest. And I can understand why Trent is, you know, not happy. But at the same, at the same time, even if though he's a creative player and he tries to get on the ball and, you know, create things for us, I, I think his body language at some points, you know, it's not the right. Like, he, he looks, um, what do you call it, like very arrogant. Like, he's always having that around him, though. He's always been that type of, you know, with his face and all that, but I think at the moment, in the way we are not performing, I think we, and even Klopp, could you know feel that you know you need someone to actually be a little bit angry, if you like, you know, to show some anger and actually fight. And I and I I never get the feeling that Trent does fight. You know what I mean? Like Milner, he does that properly, and that's one of his you know greatest assets is to run and fight and tackle. And I don't say that that is what we. Uh, need in Liverpool in general but at the moment we need players to put in that shift for us because I think it was uh, the other game where Milner actually you know when uh, came back and made a tackle in the start of the game to prevent us conceding I don't say they should have scored I can't remember if it was the game before uh, Brighton now but you know when he came just back and just made this great tackle I was just yes we need that kind of stuff to, you know for someone that is a leader but you know in terms of football quality uh, when he's uh, a 37 year old player uh, I, I get that he shouldn't be starting or shouldn't be the solution but I can understand why Klopp puts him on the field when someone like Trent doesn't look like he's giving it 100%, even though he's a great, great player. I just think that, you know, it's, it might be, you know, a, a message to Trent as well. Like, you, you need to start fighting. If, if, it, if the work, if the, if the 
game plan and our way of playing doesn't really click 100% and we don't get the the rhythm and you know and the flow of the game we, we need to fight and that's something that's been we've been talking about this loads make this season that's been missing since the you know the day one and i think that's a message from Klopp like if if you don't fight for it then i'm, I'm going to bring you off no matter what. And I think that was one thing. So Henderson and Miller, I didn't see a big problem with, even if they are not, you know, the players that should be uh, solutions to stuff. But I think the problem was more actually Curtis Jones and Dan Fabinho, even if Fabinho come, come, came on really late. But he was just off from the start and then that tackle straight away. And that's to me, is a red. I thought he's off, you know, and the way he reacted, like many have, you know, um, said on Twitter as well, you know, posted about that, you know, it just, it's laughable. He laughs himself because he knows that he's in trouble. But it's just the the way that you feel like someone like Fabinho, who was really great at the last, you know, last season, like the second half of last season, and then you know he just falls into a really, really bad player and becomes this really bad in a short in such a short period of time, which is really, really strange to me. I don't get it to be honest that someone has actually been so vital to our game suddenly just looks like he's playing like in a, I don't know, amateur league or whatever. So I thought, and Curtis Jones, you know, I, I, I know he gets a lot of stick as well. He's not good enough at the moment. We're still waiting for him to take the next step and develop him to a better player. And to be honest, I, I, I don't I don't know if he ever will be. And that's yeah. sad because he's a he's a local lad. He's a player that we, he's got the skills that he's the sort of player that I like to become good because he's got, you know, skills to play in different positions. He's, he, he's someone that I enjoy to watch, but I just think that he's, you know, staggering his development. He might not get better or he would be, he would benefit from a going out on a loan, you know, for a, for a whole season in a Premier League team where he will play regularly like a whole season and see what he can do from there. That's maybe, that's maybe a solution. But like I said, to me, Henderson and Milner was not the problem. It was more the problem of Curtis Jones and Fabinho. But with all them four on the pitch, you know, that's when we, you know, they killed us off because we've seen it before this season and now we saw it again. And I agree with what you said as well. I, I don't think the match coaching from Klopp was good at all in this. Like, I don't know why we have to do that when we know they haven't been playing well. It's better to actually keep with the midfield and the players that actually, you know, made a, a match of it, if you like, like to actually, you know, go up and try to um, uh, win the game. And then as, as soon as we, uh, start to put these on one by one, then we start to become uh, less, you know, good. And that's the way it is. Uh, I just feel it's, you know, uh, it's shit that it goes like that and it's sad to see, but it's just the reality as well. Yeah, I mean, you covered a lot there. Fabinho, firstly, like, wow, he is just, yeah, I mean, that's the, the easiest red I've ever seen. Like, the fact that they didn't look at that and think that's a red card. I, I just thought, even like bringing, I, I get it. Like you, you. I mean, I get it, and I don't because you want to get Fabinho on the field. But it's like Bacetic got the yellow card. Like when was it? It was quite. It was quite early on, wasn't it? Into the into the game, seventeen minutes. So he's played pretty much all the game um, with the yellow, and he's done. He's he's new not to fly in. There's a couple of chances where he could have, but he's obviously knows if I go in here, I'm going to get the second yellow, and I'm fucked. Um. And he was just making those little tackles where even if we know he's not complete because he's 18 years old, I think the fact that we're having to play him so often in itself shows how shit we are. I mean, in terms of that area, like you shouldn't have to be relying on an 18-year-old. Like there's no there's no as good as he is, like Henderson and Fabinho sat on the sidelines and they're like, they must be thinking, what the fuck's going on? What what's happened to me? Why is this like 
kid like 12 or 13 years younger than me why is he starting ahead of me it's because he's good and he is very very good but they should that should be like a like a fire to them like a fire under the fucking backside like go on like you need to you need to try and prove yourself and I felt like we lost a bit of that like as much as I was saying like <clears throat> he lost the ball a couple of times Chetage, but at least he was trying to cover those spaces and he'd get his studs on like little balls that were like second balls he'd get his like his toe on it and we'd try and we'd kind of win it back in a weird way as I mean it probably wasn't for that long we'd give it away again like we tend to do quite often but he was making those tackles and he was he was getting there I think that's the point we keep keeps making as well when we're too late to the press and even even if we don't if we don't get there, we're not even trying to like impose ourselves on the opposition. At least he's doing that. At least he's trying to make that happen. And the fact that he's having to do that and, and <laughs> doing it quite well for a very young kid, like the fact that he's eighteen himself is mad. Um, but the fact that he's the he's the example, I think that just shows like kind of where we are at the moment. And um, yeah, mad one, Curtis Jones. Yet loan. It's, it's loan time for Curtis Jones. Definitely, I've always been on his side. Obviously, as a local lad myself, and you kind of give them more time, don't you? But I understand, like he's just stagnated a little bit. Injuries haven't helped. He's now tw- he's twenty two today, actually. So, I mean, he's not getting young. He's still young. He's still young enough to to maybe if if he wants to stick around and wants to be a squad player, and maybe. If he goes on yeah. long back, you don't know what's going to happen. Like some, some, it might go in a good way, but at the minute, the way we're going and stuff, I just feel like it's not. He's not the right type of player for what we need, and, and I just feel like that's kind of where we are. Like, like we mentioned, we were Trent and Robbo. They're not. They're not doing the natural things because they can't. Because we're not in the right space, and we've got all these players that want to be effective in the right areas going forward. But because we're being quite compact, and that's what Klopp wants us to be at the minute, rightly so, because we're getting. Pass through dead easy, or we were before all the games that came recently. Uh, we're obviously a little bit better now, but their natural game is being tailored quite a, a little bit, and I think that t- that kind of takes a little bit away from what Liverpool is as well. So that's something that I mean, I don't know what. I wish we had like a big red button, to just click and just be like, mm-hmm. yeah, all problem solved. But yeah, it's difficult, <laughs> it's difficult to see when it's going to be, or when or how it's going to be resolved. I think that's the most interesting. I mean, it's not interesting. Because it's fucking infuriating, but I mean, it's it's going to be. I mean, I suppose interesting in a way to see how we go about fixing it. Yeah, um, yeah, and like you said, the taking Curtis Jones, like you said, it's hard to it's hard to come in in games when the team is really really bad and try to you know be the one to change it around as well, especially when you haven't had a like the best form for a while as well. And like you said, he's only 22, but I remember when he came into the team and, you know, started to play and we were we were a really good team at that time as well in great form, performing on all levels, winning trophies. Obviously, that's a boost for a young kid to come in and that, especially a talent kid to, you know, show his skills. And he did. He scored, you know, a few nice goals and, you know, showed that there we might have something here for the future. But, you know, the last, you know, two seasons or something like that, he hasn't been as good. So, if he wants to stick around, uh, which I guess he want to, uh, and if the you know the club wants to keep him as well and not cash in on him, then I think you know if we do buy midfielders in the summer, like if we actually buy like a few uh, or whatever, it's going to happen. But just you know play with that thought, and um, it might benefit. Like I said. For him to actually, you know, maybe you should go on a, you know, a, a season's loan somewhere in the Premier League where he can play uh, and see what happens after that. Maybe he will take the steps that is needed to be, you know, part of a future Liverpool. If not, then we might have the answer then because it's hard to also, um, 
you know, judge someone that is not playing every game because it's hard to be, you know, the, the your best, if you like, if you're not actually playing regular football. And we know that happens to many players. So that that's a maybe solution. But like you said as well, it would be nice to just, you know, have one button that solves you know all the problems that we have at the moment because we do them, uh, we do have them, and it's quite a lot, um, a lot of them. And you mentioned as well the that you know by that you're starting and playing, and that the likes of Henderson and Fabinho, you know, on the bench thinking what's going on, like why I'm I'm not playing ahead of this kid, and it's weird the feeling like when you said that i just got the feeling it's weird that you know so many players that are even if they are older like henderson a little bit older now but for being used like it's in his prime like 28 to 29 or something like that uh and he should be maybe at his best and we see you know the likes of the same kind of midfielder without you know comparing them in terms of level but you know busquets playing for barcelona you know really old as well in that kind of position doing it greatly um so it's just very difficult to understand how many players can be really really bad at the same time it's not actually one player just being out of form it's and or, or the team being really bad it's just how they went from being great last season you know competing for all the titles available winning two of them and being great and we were you know just bouncing and thought they were brilliant most of the time in the second half of the season to you know start this season and become this what we're seeing now like a, a team that we're not used to see at all and to see so many plays just like where where are they someone must have swapped them to you know i don't know whoever they are playing with a mask on them or whatever because it's just weird that someone like say henderson even though he might not be the best footballer you know playing well last season you know being the leader to just be what he is now same with fabinho um you know it's just it's just weird and i i, I can't i can't understand it it's i, I guess you know when Klopp sits in press conference as well and try to explain things. I think he's a little bit, you know, he he knows the players obviously a lot more better than what we do and knows what's going on in the background. He, you know, talks to them, he sees them every day and might not see a bigger issue because he knows that, you know, it will be turned around eventually and they will just keep on working, which I understand is the, is the case and what you have to do. But it's just hard from the outside to, you know, sit and watch, uh, you know, players that were so good. Like the ma- majority of the players that were so good last season competing for all the trophies, playing great football, becoming this team you know playing this bad football and not performing at all and it's a lot of it is down to you know loads of players being really really bad compared to last season and it's really hard to understand it is indeed it's very and i think that is like you said it's, it's difficult to because you can't you don't get to see all that part of it so you kind of like you, you you can only fill the gap with speculation and what and what you think's going on and like you said fabinho is a prime example of like someone who's just looks like his age, like twenty years in a, in, in a year, and you can't, like I said, Casemiro doing really well uh, for Man United and doing what a centre defensive midfielder should be doing, like getting stuck into tackles and doing stuff that we've seen Fabinho do in the past. So, yeah, I mean, like we've keep saying, if it was one player in out of form, you can understand, but there's just there's too many, and that's kind of why it worries me, worries me a lot, uh, <laughs> but. Just suppose we've got to wait and see what the fuck happens with everything, and then we can just go from there. But um, yeah, just looking forward. Then let's look forward to Wolves a little bit. So we've got we've got five days till then. Obviously, we played them not long ago in the in the cup um, away at their place on Saturday at three. Uh, so yeah, like I said, five days to kind of get ready for that one. But I mean, 
like like Hop said before, the the Brighton presser, like it's not a pre-presser. We're not going to have anyone back for that. Like there's going to be there's not going to be no Van Dijk, no Firmino, no no Jota yet. So you imagine it's just going to be a similar a similar. I mean, it can only be a similar start eleven to that one, can't it? Yeah, I think so. Um, with the information that he gave, and like you say, like we, if there's no one back, we can't really change anything with a boost of, you know, say Van Dijk or Firmino or um, Jota or whatever. So we just we just need to stick with what we got and try to, you know, do as best as we can, and it will be tough. But, you know, the thing is, like, if you're looking at the players we have, you know, they got the quality to actually be, be so much better, but it's something that is not working at the moment. So what we can do is to just continue to work and try to hopefully, you know, get have that game where things actually click and we could win. If we could win a game, like, you know, 3-0 or whatever, and, you know, it, it looks quite easy and stuff, you get that one game that things just like, ah, it went our way in the way we are used to. Like, we played well, we scored great goals, and we uh, controlled the game. Then you can build from that. That's a self-confidence boost. You can build from it and take the really good parts from that going forward. But at the moment, when we never performed that kind of game, you really don't have anything to take to the next game. So it's always like I can I can understand why the players are, you know, like Robertson was really honest in his uh, interview after, you know, saying that we we probably been more like worse than uh, after the uh, break for the World Cup than when we what we were before the World Cup. And like just being honest that we, you know, we we should have seen a change and you know in uh, performances, but we haven't. Uh, um, quite the opposite, and you know that that's the thing, like. We, we can just continue to work and hopefully we can have that game and hopefully it could be against Wolves, which, you know, where we did all right last time. So, I don't know. It's just to hope that we don't get any more injuries during the week um, and we might have, a obviously, a preview chat about that, but I'd just see us play with maybe the same starting eleven again. You know, if there's no injuries or something like that, I just see us, you know, starting the same because that's when we're performing the best uh, at the moment. So, you know, there's no reason to change it. So, you know, go with that and hopefully we can actually get, you know, three points. But because we really need three points in the next couple of games to, you know, try to gain some ground on the uh, teams uh, that are in front of us. Yeah, I mean, you just look at the table. Like, if we if we win, we go on 32 we're then only what seven seven behind United in fourth, which really, considering how how bad it's felt, it's gone. We know it's been very bad in comparison to last year. We can we can make it up. We just it, but it needs to happen now. And I'm we can, we're, I'm sick of hearing like the same stuff from players like Robbo and whoever else saying, "Oh, we we need to fix it. We need to just keep going." And I suppose that's a, that's all he can say, really. But we just need to keep going, and it's it's going to be it's just going to be a completely frustrating season, as you as you can as you can see. We're, we're directly halfway through, and a lot of games left, but it needs to change very very quick, and it's hard to see when that's going to happen. But um, we should maybe just buy Mitoma. That's the that's the reason. You know, that's the solution. <laughs> I, I saw that tweet. You you put a tweet up or something like you posted a tweet with his fee from was it Celtic that he went from. To Brighton, I can't, yeah, I can't remember. Wrong, but yeah, but you, and yeah, and yeah, and then you saw his performance against us twice, and you saw the goal that he scored, and you'd be like, you know how that that's proper scouting that you get someone like if it, I can't remember if it was Celtic now, but you know someone have to correct me if I'm wrong there, but you know to to grab 
a player like that from the Japanese league, I guess, um, bringing him to Europe and he does well there in, in, if it was Celtic. And then, you know, for uh, for Brighton to just pick him up for that price and then see what he performs in the Premier League, you know, in a short period of time, it's just brilliant scouting. And I thought, uh, you know, I thought it was good when he played us last time. I thought it was good um, uh, yesterday as well. So, you know, that, that, kind, that is the kind of player sometimes that you wish that Liverpool could pick up in, in a sense because you think like, even though if the, like like we did in Minamino in one way as well because we didn't pay loads for him but you know we we didn't really make it and then we could you know sell him on that's the thing as well it's business in one way as well you you have the chance to pick up someone that is a great talent and got skills if it works out it will be brilliant if that player develops and you know contribute to the whole thing that you do and you know is becoming a really good player but if it doesn't then you, you you get the chance to sell sell the player on and get more money than you bought him for you know that that's the thing as well i think brighton is doing great when it comes to you know recruiting players to their team that you don't really have heard of but they just become really great and especially as a team together they might not be the best individual players but as as a team they are brilliant to be honest it works well. Yeah, they signed them from Kawasaki in um, Japan. So, oh right, okay. It was someone else that played in Celtic. Then I probably just mixed them up. There was another Japanese playing that I just, I think I must have read something and I mixed it up. <laughs> yeah, they signed them and then sent them back on loan to Union SG and then yeah, got them back. Um, All right, okay. Yeah, two and a half million. It's pretty still great scouting though. It is, and I, I think. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure he's on, he's been, he was on he was on a list somewhere, but maybe just didn't want to take a, a risk. But I feel like just having players like that in those wide areas who are capable of just taking the ball, running with it, like Diaz, like Jota, they're more than capable of doing that, getting in those yeah. areas, picking the ball up, interplay is good, getting in the box, making stuff happen. And it takes pressure off everyone, like I mentioned, it takes pressure off everyone else. Like if we had someone there, like when you've got Elliot over there, as good of a footy player he is generally, he's not going to like... Go right, oh lamp to you, we go, I'm gonna run past you and or I'm gonna do a one two and run round you. It's not gonna happen. So you need you need we need pace in those areas, and I think that's what we're missing, Diaz and Jota. Yeah. Desperately, desperately. Yeah. Um but yeah, let's leave it there because we've done well to do 37 minutes to be fair. Um <laughs> we'll yeah. be back on maybe Friday before the Saturday game because Klopp's press should be on the Friday, shouldn't it? So we'll get the info on who's ready yeah. and available and then we can um go from there but um yeah nice one everyone for listening hope you feel um yeah like a therapy session hope you feel better um i imagine probably not because it's it's not a good time at the minute but uh even if you're just enjoying us ranting then yeah um do leave us a rating on spotify or apple or wherever and yeah that helps us out and we really do appreciate it but um yeah nice one everyone nice one christian and we will see us all very soon Podcast Network.